morning, everyone. So today I'm going to start off the talks. There's about six speeches today about what we've learned through high school. And let me say it's been a trip. Um, I came from graduating with eight kids to a school of the total amount of 30. And now I'm graduating with around the total amount of 30 kids and at a school with over 100. And some of you may seem it's say may look at it as something small, but to me, it was a big thing moving from eighth grade into a kid with kids with over 100. And I remember my first day of school clearly as if it was yesterday because I was really, really nervous and I cried, of course, like a baby. But I was shy for the first couple of weeks and then everything sort of melted together as I began to relax and People were friendly and funny, and my true extrovert crazy self started to come out. As school goes from freshman year, everything seems slow. After your first year, you start to think, oh man, I have three more years left to go. And then after your sophomore year, I have two more years left to go. And even your junior year, you're crazy because you have one more year left to go, and you're still just ready to move on. There were times where I hated school, and I got in trouble, and I didn't want to be there, and I didn't turn in an assignment, and I procrastinated on just about every single school project. But there were times when I loved it, where I loved being there with my friends and hanging out and doing something funny that could even possibly get us in trouble. Playing volleyball, basketball, and being on that softball field. Man, did I love that softball field. Year after year, it became a routine. Go to school, see everyone there, turn in homework, go home. Next day, do the same thing over again, even play sports after school. Day after day, that would be the same routine. And even summertime would come. And some of us would go away for a summer job, but it was okay because if you came away, if you went away for work or on vacations, you're just going to come back to the same school, to the same people who always loved you and gave you all the crazy memories. Routine. Every day was different, but you know where you were going the next, even after summer. Now, graduating is hard. You have to face the fact that you're not coming back after this next summer, and you may not even see some of these faces that have made you smile from ear to ear or told you a funny joke to hear. And it's kind of crazy to think that after three years of thinking this is all going slow because you have two years, three years, one year left, when, you find, when you're finally here, looking back on all of it, it seems like a blur. Even graduation seems just like a blur. And it just, just yesterday we were rehearsing for this and now it's here and part one's gone and part two is today right now and then part three is you're going to be done with it soon and it'll all be done and gone it will be a relief for some of us in some ways but i'm pretty sure everyone will have that longing to just want to be together as a class and as a family together i used to do chapels for school i was religious vice for freshman year to junior year and I remember my freshman year, as I held the paper with my notes on it, my hand would tremble, and I couldn't even read the words. And even as I got up, my voice would start to shake. 
But as I spoke about God to all my friends and other people, like the big senior class that was there and very intimidating, I had this thing for making my chapels unique. I would, sometimes I would come in dancing with my brother, just a little introduction for what I was going to talk about, or sometimes I would come in wearing a funny outfit stuffed with a pillow and a blonde mullet wig on my head. (laughs) Funny stuff like that. Or I would do all three together. Over the years, though, the confidence to speak in front of over 100 kids I loved and were my friends boomed in me. I learned a lot every time I went to prepare for a chapel. It brought me closer to God, and sometimes I wouldn't even know what I was going to say till I was up there. But God had a way of speaking through me. I was speaking to these kids, but I wasn't just speaking to them about God. I was telling myself as well. If at least one person got something out of what I was saying, I was ecstatic, even if it was just me. I was more than thrilled. Doing all these chapels, I learned something super important. Though you may have to change your routine and leave close friends behind and people you love, one person doesn't change or leave, and that's God. Every person I've met is incredible in each and every way. They all made an impact in my life. So today I encourage everyone, graduate or no, that no matter where you go or who you have to leave behind, God will always stay with you. And even though I'm leaving and I have a summer ahead of me where I'm not going to be coming back, these memories will always stay in my heart with this wonderful class. So next, I would like to introduce another speaker. She's in my class as well. Her name is Leah. So please welcome Leah. anything, but I am not athletic at all. I have never liked doing sports or anything that had to do with physical movement. If you asked me to play basketball, I would sit there and be like, you're crazy. If you asked me to play baseball, I would hit you with the bat. If you asked me to play soccer, I'd say, no, it's okay. I'll just sit and watch. Go team. All the way through middle school, Throughout PE and freshman and sophomore year, I would find some way, some excuse to do something just to get out of PE. I would hide in the locker room with a good book. I would tell the teacher that the toe I hit yesterday was preventing me from walking or running right. Or if we were playing a game, I would just keep going to the back of the line again and again until someone said, it's your turn. Then my junior year, I did the craziest thing in my life. No, I didn't try the biggest roller coaster at the amusement park. I've already done that. And no, I didn't text that cute guy from chemistry, even though I did do that too. I signed up for the basketball team. Crazy. What was I thinking? I couldn't do anything that they could do. And I was right. I sucked. I hated every single day that I had to go to practice. I went home and I cried because I hated it so much. But slowly, towards the end of the year, I really started to enjoy myself. I actually started to enjoy myself a lot. Even though at the end of the year we had only won two games, I was happy. 
Well, yeah, I was happy. I mean, I could actually kind of sort of play basketball. I could move. But the real reason I was happy was because I took a step forward. From then on, and even a little bit before, I created and started following a motto for myself. One, two, three, step. When the opportunity is open to you and you're afraid to take it, you use this motto. Well, I do. You could be afraid, like me, when you have never done anything like that before, or you know someone that has tried it and it didn't work for them. But if you don't try it, how will you know that any of it's true, that you can't do that? And that's where I was thinking, and that's where the one, two, three step comes in. You see an opportunity, and you take a breath, one, two, three, and then you do it. Step. My little motto doesn't only apply to situations of life, but it can also apply to God and your spiritual life. God may open a door for you, and God may open a door for you to try something, like speaking or singing or a mission trip, and you might be shaking in your boots and saying, I can't do this. Are you crazy? Look at my friend. They tried that. It didn't work so good. But the opportunity was given to you for a reason. So one, two, three, step. This little motto I have has helped me do so many things in high school and has helped me not only in my social and school life, but also in my spiritual life. So, take those opportunities and take those chances, because you never know what is going to happen and come your way, and it might be the best choice that you've ever made. And now, Tirtel's going to come and speak. This morning, I'm going to talk to you about my family, and by that, I mean my class. I, for the past six years, I was here since seventh grade, and for the past six years, we have grown together, and it has been an outstanding experience, and I love this class, <laughs> like there's no tomorrow, <laughs> and the bond between each individual in this family is so strong. Even the greatest hardships in life couldn't break them. Through laughter, tears, and stress, this class has held together. And each student plays a certain family role. We have those students that are those natural-born parents. So if you're sick, they'll take care of you and make sure you're okay, bring you food, water, everything you need. Then you have those students that are your siblings that you fight with, but somehow in the end you're still friends and you go on like nothing ever happened. And you have those aunts and uncles that just spoil you. And of course, the friends with whom you can share anything. They have influenced me in many ways, all good. One thing my class has taught me to do is to cry. <laughs> Weird, right? I mean, ever since I was little, it was hard for me to cry. I rarely cried in my own room, let alone in public. And when I first came to MGA, people were crying left and right. I had no idea how to react. It was the strangest thing in the world for me. <laughs> and I was talking to Ms. Palmer, trying to get 
you know, something to speak about. What can I say? And I told her about this experience of mine, and she helped me understand why. The reason pe most people don't cry in front of others is because it makes us vulnerable. Like, it's, it's so dangerous, especially if we have enemies in the crowd. It does great damage to our self-esteem. And our class is so safe. It's such a safe environment that we can just let ourselves, allow ourselves to become vulnerable. We can just drop those walls that we have taken years to build. And that is saying something. Because we all long for a place where we can go and feel safe. Another outstanding aspect of my class that I admire greatly is the ability to take in a new member effortlessly. I mean, within a week, it feels like they're part of us and like we've known each other for years. And the thing that makes this possible is our Christian value system. Through Christ's example, we learned to care because it is through God that we trust. It is through God that we are loyal to each other. And it is through God that we love like we do. And Mr. Grande has provided us with a safe atmosphere to do so. It provided a place where we can grow in Christ and with each other and provided a place where we don't have to doubt our security. We know no matter what that our class is safe, where we can just be ourselves. And I want to personally thank each and every one of you that have contributed in any way, shape, or form in keeping our Christian education survive because it's tough times and without that, without your support, this whole graduation would not be possible. And on behalf of myself and the class of 2010, thank you for all the years of friendship and community that we have been blessed to experience. And I'd like to introduce a very, very good friend of mine. She's one of those people I was talking about with the friends that you can share anything with. And at the same time, she's a sibling where you can fight with and everything be okay. <laughs> Amanda Horton, please come up and thank you. attending Mesa Grande for a total of four years now, and I can honestly say that I've had an absolute blast. I, the school that I came from, like Shelby's, was incredibly small. I went to my class's graduation Tuesday night, and there was a total class of two people. And the year before that, there was a total of one person. So to be here, I've heard a lot of people say that it's a really small school. To me, it's huge. But with Mesa Grande, one of the reasons why I was so excited to come here was the there were many more opportunities. I got into singing. I started playing the piano again. I got into drama. And I made a lot of really neat friends. And I learned a lot. My classes have taught me for a variety of things. Uh, world religions has taught me tolerance, to see things through other people's eyes. Government has taught me that it takes courage to lead, and everyone messes up. Brit Lit, or British Literature, sorry, 
has taught me that great things can come out of people from all walks of life. You don't have to have a pristine education to make your mark on history. You don't have to be from the poor parts of town to make an impact on someone. Everyone can make a difference. Then I came to a and I want to be a nurse one day. And so a and is a fascinating subject for me. I love studying the human body. I love all the ins and outs of everything. I could have done better this semester and actually studied more, but that's another story. Depending on who you talk to, uh, professionals will say that there are between 685 to 800 muscles in the human body. But each of those muscles has an individual purpose. With all of those individual purposes together, you make one big picture, one big amazing picture that could not have been made by chance. Before I came to Mesa Grande, I was at a time in my life where I knew I was an individual and that I had a purpose, but I didn't know where God wanted to take me. I didn't know anyone at Mesa Grande, and it scared me to death. But because, I'll rewind it. Because I didn't know where I wanted to go, and I didn't have an answer, that really bothered me. I like having answers. I like knowing where I'm going, why I'm doing it, and any other answer. <laughs> and one day I came across the verse, Jeremiah 33.3. And to paraphrase it, it says, God's saying, come to me, and I will show you great and an amazing things that you don't know. That got me to thinking. I, God knows all the answers. I don't need to know every little step that I'm taking. I don't need to be able to see that I'm going this way or that way. I can walk blindfolded. And you know that, I guess I'd call it a game, it's like, it's that trust fall where you stand facing, your, your back facing the other person, you hold out your arms and you fall back. I like to have control and answers and for me to really let that go to God and fall back is completely unnerving and it has sent me for quite the ride. <laughs> but. I have grown with it in my relationship with God. Of all the classes that I've taken at Mesa Grande Academy, I would probably say that A&P and choir and chorale have been the most important to me. A&P because I can stand here before you honestly saying that I don't have all the answers, and I'm struggling, but I'm letting God take control. But I'm okay with that, because even though I can't see it, I'm part of a bigger picture. And choir and chorale, I can say, because you can, you can do 
anything with praise in your heart, no matter what it is. Actually, there may be some things, but anyway. So, if I could leave you with one thought today, it's that you can learn something from any part of your life. You can learn it from a friend, you can learn it from a text, you can learn it from a class, you can learn it from a billboard sign, maybe. You can learn something anywhere. It's how you take that and apply it to your life that is really important. And you should always give thanks to God and do your best to praise Him and let go of that control and know that God has all the answers and everything will be okay. With that said, I would like to I would like to introduce our next speaker. His name is Stephen Haddad. He is totally awesome. Stephen, come on up. Well, I guess the theme of this morning is what I've learned in high school. So as I was sitting down and writing this, all the the lessons were coming back. All the things I've learned over the last four years. Here are a couple of them. Good study habits usually means good grades. Usually to get a warm fuzzy, you have to write one first. If you don't write down your assignments, usually you'll forget to do them. Well, I also learned about stress this year. And I also learned that it only gets worse from here. There are many life lessons I've learned while I'm here, too. Don't procrastinate, because eventually you will pay the price for it. And to get respect, you have to give it first. So as all these thoughts were coming down to me, I was sitting at my computer. I was thinking, so what's the most important lesson I've ever learned? Well... Thinking, be honest, don't procrastinate, do homework before you have fun, don't cheat, and live life to the fullest. Before I get any further in my talk, there's two things you should know about me. Number one, I like to get involved in anything I can, school wise, sports wise, whatever. Number two, you know, Red Ribbon Week when they teach you how to say that little two letter word? I haven't learned how to say it yet, but not for drugs, thankfully. I can't say no when somebody asks me to do something like a favor. It just doesn't go with me. I say yes before I even have a chance to think about no. Now, these two habits alone combine to give me a lot of trouble. I remember one time, it was just about at Christmas time, I forgot what else I agreed to. I agreed to three things for the same time bracket. And I had an absolute nightmare trying to sort them out and trying to figure out what to do. Well, between these two habits also, I get very busy, as you can imagine. I feel sometimes like I'm on a roller coaster. 
and I'm just, the only thing I'm thinking is, get me out of here. I want off. Slow down, I'm getting sick. A couple weeks ago, the physics class went to Six Flags to learn about, you know, potential energy and acceleration, and I didn't really care about that stuff. For me, that was the best excuse for a day off of school I've ever seen. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little afraid going in. But we get on Tatsu. It's the tallest. Is it the tallest ride somewhere in the park? I don't know. So, anyways, it's it's a really scary ride. So I'm scared. We're, we're standing in line. I get up there. They strap me in. Now Tatsu, you don't just sit on the ride. You actually get tilted, and you're looking straight down at the ground, which eventually turns into I don't even know how far of a drop. I was looking. And after a while, going on the ride, it was so fast, and there was twists and turns, and I'm not exactly Mr. Roller Coaster. I get sick very easily, and I should have thought of that before I went on the ride. But I, I go on the ride, and, you know, it, it, it's fun, but we're going twists and turns, and I have one thought the whole ride. The whole ride, I have one thought in my head. Can you guess what it is? Get me out of here. That's right. That's right. Sometimes this year, my life was like that. And that brings me to my first verse that I would like to read. This verse has fast become one of my favorites, especially after going into high school. I'm going to read it in my favorite translation because I think I just like the way it sounds. So, Matthew 11, 28 and 29. This is from the Message Bible, by the way. Are you tired, worn out, burned out by religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Well, the thing that popped out the most to me in that verse when I read it, well, every time I read it, is the last phrase, live freely and lightly. I know I'm not the only one here, but I feel burdened a lot of the time. I know that's not just me. So back to my original question, what's the most important thing I've learned in high school? Well, when you remember the things, when you remember to take time for the things that are most important, like God especially, that's when you feel the most free and the most light. This happened to me a couple times actually this year. I had more hours of homework to do than I had hours. That wasn't fun. But I remember I thought, you know, I, 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 have, a, I have a lot of stuff going on in my head. I need to take a little time to sit down, have a little chat with God. I took about five, ten minutes, I don't remember. And every time I did that, sometimes I didn't, which I regret, but every time I did that, I would do all my homework, I'd finish it all, and I still have time to spare. That brings me right to verse number two, Matthew six thirty-three. This is the NIV. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. When we stop our busy lives for just a few minutes and take time with God, 
everything else falls into place. That is the most important lesson I've learned in high school. Our next speaker is Casey Davis Small. four years of high school, I have learned a lot, some of which I have deemed unnecessary. However, during this past year, I think I have learned, well, more so been reminded of, one of the most important lessons I think I need to know. I have relearned not to take things for granted. Looking back, I realize I have taken a lot for granted, such as my schooling, my family, my friends, and most importantly, my God, and all he's provided me. Let me tell you about this past year in Mesa Grande for me. I was the new girl, and before school started, I was battling with myself. What school should I go to? I wanted to find a different option in Mesa Grande Academy because, you know, I, I just didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be at school at all, but that's a different story. After weighing all my options, I finally decided that Mesa Grande Academy was where I was going to spend my final year of high school. The mindset I came to Mesa Grande with was, I'm just here for school, to finish it up and to take care of business. I don't care about making friends, and I don't really want to try to. I guess I figured that it was one year. Why well, try to make friends so I can become close to these people that I would soon have to say goodbye to? My mindset was wrong. My one year at Mesa Grande has been the highlight of my high school experience. Now. Most, if not all of you, already know Mesa Grande and all about it. They're excellent academics, phenomenal music department, and their amusing drama team. But there's one thing about the school that I think you may have missed out on, and it is of vital importance. The amazing student body in this school. It makes the school what it is. I have never been to a school that I felt at home at so quickly. A school where the students are so warm, friendly, and excited for life. Almost two months ago, while on choir tour, a few of us were on the bus talking about how rapidly graduation was approaching and how everyone would soon be going their own ways. And then I felt it. A sudden sadness had slipped over me. And then it hit me. I had been rushing through my senior year, trying to get it done with and trying to finish it. And as the end got closer, I realized I wanted more time. I don't want to say goodbye to these people. They've impacted me, and they're some of the best people I've Make as many friends as possible. Enjoy the simple things in life, like the roses, the moon, stars and make the most of every opportunity experience, opportunity and experience. Keep smiling no matter what. I've learned many things from my class. I've learned to paint a pretty picture no matter how good or bad of an artist you are. I've learned to dance without a care in the world no matter how ridiculous you may look. I have learned and been taught to have one man or woman parties sing loud and laugh like you've never laughed before. I've learned to try new foods and last but not least hold memories close and constantly make new ones. 
The saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone, says it all. I no longer take this year for granted. For me, it brought too many good things, almost overwhelming the amount of good things it brought into my life. The final thing I have learned at Mesa Grande Academy was to live your life to the fullest and according to God. He will lead you exactly where he wants you. And you'll enjoy it. Trust me. I know. Mesa Grande Academy was God sent, and I'm always going to be thankful for God for giving me the Mesa Grande experience. I'm going to try my hardest to be grateful for everything and never take anything for granted again. This, all of this, all of what they've talked about, this is what I've learned this year. Thank you. Have you been blessed this morning? Amen. Thank you so much, seniors. And I want to encourage each of you who spoke today and, and those who are listening and the rest of the senior class. Shelby, I want to encourage you to keep speaking for God, even though you're not religious vice, especially as you go out into the world. The world needs to hear God speak. Leah, keep taking the step. One, two, three. Go forward. That lesson and that model will take you far. Tiratel, keep leaning into the amazing family of God. They'll always be there, and you need them. Amanda, keep trusting God. Keep falling back into his arms, no matter what you go through in this life. He will always be there. And Stephen, I need a favor from you. <laughs> and he's looking like, what? Just tell me, I'll say yes. <clears throat> know that saying no sometimes is saying a million yeses and keep seeking first his kingdom. And Casey, I'm glad that you're learning a great, where's Casey? I'm looking, there she is. I'm looking, you're learning a wonderful pace to life. Slow down. The world is fast enough. And live life to the fullest according to God and you will have the fullest life of all. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. We are blessed by your testimonies today. Seniors who are graduating this weekend, that we may know you and learn our name now. 